When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome. This is Talk the Plank, episode 58 of Pittsburgh Pirates podcast on SB Nation's Bucks Dugout. I'm Nathan Hirsch, and here today, as always, it's Jake Slobodnik. Jake, what's going on? Man, just got a haircut, got out of work early. We're uh, unfortunately not enjoying Pirates baseball today, but uh, not much going on. How about you, man? Uh, not much as well. Getting excited for opening day tomorrow for sure. But yes, as you said, no Pirates baseball today as the game was rained out. The final game of a four-game series with the St. Louis Cardinals. I believe the makeup date is July 14th. Uh, it could be June 14th, but I think it's July 14th. But uh, yeah, they'll have a doubleheader then. Let me see here. I think it was June 14th. I don't know why that seems that seems familiar, but I could be wrong. But yeah, well, the game's going to get made up. So yeah, we could talk about the series that was though. Ended up being a three-game series, and we kind of uh, talked about opening day a lot, so we can skip over that. But game two was a lot like game one. Pirates pretty much uh, didn't hit well, although they did score some runs. Mitch Keller. Looked Mitch Kellery, although he did he did go four innings. So pretty pretty uh, on par Mitch Keller start from last year. We could talk about that a little bit. The Pirates lost six to two, but Sunday's game, the Pirates came out and they looked absolutely great. They hit the ball well, scored nine runs, got down three nothing. But after Michael Chavis grand salami. They made the game four to three, came back, ended up winning nine to four. Uh, Bryce Wilson, four innings pitched, gave up three runs, looked pretty bad in that first inning, but he got it together, pitched three scoreless after the three run first. And uh, his his day was pretty solid, honestly. Two strikeouts, one walk, uh, five hits, but he he got it together after a poor first. So these two games, where do you want to begin? Well, I guess we can start with the ugly, and that was uh, Saturday's game, game two of the series. Um, I was very surprised. I mean, we forced Miles Michaelis to go 40 pitches in that first inning, but we could only make up one run, couldn't get through the order. And ironically enough, I think it was I think it was Bob Walk was saying how we could delve into the Cardinals bullpen early that game. We did, but then the guy who relieved uh, Michaelis only pitched three innings. So we got into their bullpen, but we couldn't uh, – we couldn't eat away at the amount of pitchers that they had. If anything, the reliever looked solid and held our bats in check. Um, I was very surprised. I thought that would be the game that we actually won. But uh, lo and behold, Nolan Arenado and the Cardinals lineup just destroyed us. A three-run uh, fourth inning, I believe it was, sort of killed our momentum and killed us. Um, I, I know I texted you during the game, and I just said, well, same old Mitch Keller. But... Yeah, I'm not going to take that game as the be all end all for in the season because 
Listen, after years of struggling, you're not going to always, you're not going to throw a no hitter your first time out after making adjustments. It's going to be a little rough. So I'm going to, I'm going to give him a little bit more grace. I'm going to hope for the best next time he's out. Um, but I was very underwhelmed by his performance that game. All I can hope for is that he does better uh, in his next start, which should is going to be pushed back another day because of today's rainout. Um, so a little bit more time to watch a little bit, a little bit of tape and sort of uh, fix what went wrong for him in um, that day. Uh, I'll hand the floor over to you to speak on Saturday before we dive into Sunday. Yeah, I guess with Mitch Keller, it was pretty similar to uh, Bryce Wilson start Sunday, but you know, he got the loss. The offense didn't show up. So it looks worse than Wilson was. He gave up one more run, but similarly, they each had one really bad inning and three good innings. So you look at it, Keller gave up six hits. He gave up the home run, but he did have four strikeouts to two walks. Not great, but I guess the comments after the game, Derek Sheldon said something like, you know, if this was last year, this start would have went a lot worse. Keller would have kind of melted down, which I'm paraphrasing there, but that's kind of a surprising thing to say. Like, it, like that's not the exact quote, but that's basically what he meant was like, yeah, if this was last year, Keller would not have uh, bounced back the way he did. So that's at least an encouraging sign. Uh, also interesting in this game is that Rowanzi Contreras got in in relief and um, not, not great. He pitched an inning and two thirds, gave up two hits, two earned runs, two walks, uh, looked, looked shaky a little bit, but it's just nice to see him up, see him uh, get a little bit of reps and he's only going to get better. Looking at the lineup in that first game. I mean, (laughs) I kind of have a list already of players that I just don't want to see play. And uh, Josh Van Meter is one of them. He only got three plate appearances and he walked once, but it's, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why the pirates added him. They already have a ton of like middling middle infielders that are okay, but they added him. He batted fifth. It, it was weird. I don't understand it. And uh, I hate to say it, but Cole Tucker as well. I like Cole Tucker, but I've I've seen enough of Cole Tucker. I really have. And um, obviously, three-game sample, but I don't need to see Cole Tucker. I don't. I'd rather see the at-bats given to Michael Chavis, who we could talk about, who was awesome in the second game, as well as Diego Castillo, who was also awesome in the – sorry, the last game of the series. Those are the guys – I mean, when you look at these, this team, it it is – Small sample, obviously, but Castillo at least like is kind of a new prospect. You would at least like to see what he has. And with Chavis, he at least has some semblance of power and ability to hit the ball over the fence, which the team desperately needs. So I'd rather see those two rather than guys like Cole Tucker or I guess Hoy Park or whoever. But overall, first game or the second game of the series was not great. The offense didn't do anything, but at least the Pirates played really well in the Sunday game. Yeah, I guess it's one of those things where it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And, you know, that first inning, I thought we were going to go down again, down 3 nothing. I'm like, here we go again, another typical Pirates outing. But then uh, Chavis' grand slam not only surprised me, but it really kick-started the Pirates, that is. I think, it, I think um, he was the final 
cog in the engine, I guess, if that makes sense. Um, that was very, that was very good to see. I don't, I'm one of those, I mean, you know me, I like to give up on people very easily, but Michael Chavis, I don't think we should give up on soon. Sure. He had a terrible spring, but maybe just maybe he's one of the op of the players that do the opposite of, uh, those spring training heroes, you know, we like Cole Tucker, good comparison, did great in spring comes into the regular season, goes over with, with a plenty, a plethora of strikeouts. Chavis on the other hand, got all his strikeouts and rust in during the spring. And then he comes in the regular season and blasts a grand slam to help kickstart an early game rally. I like seeing that. And I mean, like you said, Chavis brings an element of power to this Pirates lineup that they've been sort of trying to, I guess, build on for the past couple of years, considering they've just been mainly contact over the past few years or just straight up sucking. Um, so I, I, I liked, I want to see him get more reps. I'm with you on the Van Meter discussion. I don't understand why we, we got him in the first place. Now, granted, we didn't give up really anything for him. Lister Sosa, who I don't know about you. I haven't heard until that trade. So it's not like we gave up a hefty price. It's not like an archer trade where we gave up say O'Neill Cruz and <laughs> those guys for Josh Van Meter. Um, I, I don't know that I can't, I can't even say a veteran presence cause he's only 27. And I mean, that kind of fits the mold of some of the players on the team right now. Uh, yeah. I mean with him, it's just, it's just like another lottery ticket guy who was awesome in triple a. And it's like, Oh, well maybe he'll catch on with, I just don't care. I don't want to see it. Yeah. I, no, he'll catch on No, He's not going to catch on. He sucks. He sucks. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's terrible. Um, but I mean, this is the the system we live in, the same system that would rather keep O'Neill Cruz down in AAA and not, um, you know, we could argue about that exactly. for the 500th time, especially after he made that freaking sliding catch in the outfield. Why is he still in AAA? Yeah. Uh, it that really did. Awesome. Credit to Indianapolis for uh, shouting out the comments in that tweet. But uh, but that's beside the point. Um, I'm, I'm not going to give up on Chavis, especially <laughs> after his grand slam. Tucker, I'm not there on giving up on him yet. Something tells me, and it could just be my, my pure fandom ever since watching him in double A, like in person. I, I don't want to give up on him yet. I feel like he's got a he's got ability, but for some reason, something is holding him back. And I thought last year was Rick Eckstein, but lo and behold, he's struggling this year, and Eckstein's been well out of the system for a while. So I I don't know, man. I don't know what to think about Cole Tucker, but Yeah, yeah he just can't hit. Yeah. And, it's as simple as that. He just can't hit. Great can't. glove. Great. Yeah, he's awesome. Every, everything about his game is really awesome. He can run fast. He has a really great arm, play multiple positions well. The outfield looked pretty solid, although he had a sliding attempt at a catch that dribbled out of his glove, and people were not happy about that, myself included. But the guy just can't hit. And when you can't hit, you can't play. And that's just how it is. I mean, I'm fine with him getting sitting on the bench and coming in as like a defensive replacement, the occasional start here and there. But I'm just over seeing him start, you know, four times a week. I'd, I'd rather see the at-bats go to other players. And I know I'm definitely overreacting here. We're three games into the season. He might have a four-hit game tomorrow, and I'll eat my words, which I most definitely will. But as of right now, I mean, I don't know. I'm over Cole Tucker at this exact moment in time, three games into the season, which I, which I address is a dumb way of thinking, but that's just how I feel. I will say though, uh, I in spring training said I was out on Michael Chavis and uh, old takes exposed. That was stupid because spring training means nothing. Chavis is, he's okay. Uh, he's a high strikeout, low walks guy, but at least he has some 
bumping the bat. And you saw that yesterday. And he he's solid at first base, too. He's probably their best first baseman. So he'll get starts there. I'm cool with Chavis, but yeah, at the moment, I'm just, I'm over Cole Tucker. And I hope I'm wrong. But right now, I just, I'm over him. And I think that makes two of us for Michael Chavis. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I was a I was a hater too. So, um, at the moment, I will eat my words on what I said about Michael Chavis. And who knows? Maybe guys like Anthony Alford, God forbid, when he's healthy, will actually break out like Chavis did. But that's beside the point again. But yeah, um, I don't know. It's very interesting. But another, you mentioned him already, and what I found very surprising, and this is why I'm thankful today's game got canceled. Why in the hell is Diego Castillo starting what would have been one of four games, especially after his three performance yesterday? I just, like, what are we doing? I, you know what? I'll give you credit last year. You were, you were the first person on the I hate Derek Shelton train. You were. And uh, I, I said, you know, let's give it some time. Let's see what he can do. But at this point, I'm just – I'm over this little league. Let everyone play. Like everyone gets three starts a week. Like find your lineup and use it. We don't need everyone yes. getting a try. This is not pony league baseball. Find your best nine guys, put them in the lineup and win some freaking games. But yeah, no, the lineup today, you're right. I am kind of glad that the game got canceled because once again, Josh Man- Van Meter batting fifth. Cole Tucker's in the lineup. Hoy Park's in the lineup. Andrew Knapp, I, I was kind of, Intrigued to see what his debut would bring, you know, uh, having Roberto Perez get a break there. But, yeah, the whole lineup was just awful. It was awful. And it is. It is annoying, especially after such a fun day that Diego Castillo had on Sunday. He he had three hits, made some plays defensively. He had an all-around solid game. He almost had a fourth hit that was almost a home run hit the ball to the warning track. It was a really, you know, loud out. But, yeah, I just – I don't get it. I don't get not playing him as much as possible, at least for now, just to see what he's got. I get it. New blood. We kind of hype up the new guys sometimes as fans. But I don't know. I don't understand not rewarding someone having almost a historic day for their first career start as a Pirate. Yeah, and that's the main thing here is, like, this is a young guy who has promise for our organization, and you're pretty much slapping him in the face. Now, there are some, there's some speculation amongst the Twitterverse, especially on our end, where people think that, that Shelton is a puppet of the system <laughs> and that they tell him what to do. It's never his decision. Yeah, probably. Like, I'm the front sorry, office decisions. Have, you can't have this big of a group of clowns that don't want to play Diego Castillo. You can't, you're, you're telling me Ben Sherrington would rather sit Diego Castillo while Shelton wants to play him. No, this is, this is all Shelton's doing. I don't understand. Why he, I don't know. Yeah. I yeah, don't, I don't know. know why he would want to sit Diego Castillo, especially when he's like one of the, like part of the future. Like he's, he, he broke through in spring training. And the big thing is he's been consistent out of spring training into the regular season. The kid's been consistent. Sure. He had a rough opening day, but he was never expected to go into the game. He only did because he, Brian Hayes, got hurt again. Um, so, of course, he wasn't ready for it. But then the days he was ready to go, he he blossomed. And rewarding him with a benching role 
in favor of a guy like Josh Van Meter, who brings nothing to the table other than another body to the system, it's baffling to me, and I'm sure a lot of other people too. And I, I will say, I'm with you on Andrew Knapp. A lot of people were hemming and hawing, saying, oh, great, another you know, blah, 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 really shitting on him. I, I was intrigued to see what he could bring. You know, Roberto Perez, and this sort of goes hand in hand, and we'll see here in a second. Roberto Perez, a career buck 29 hitter, but he comes into the Pirates organization, develops good chemistry with the pitchers. He's batting 400 right now. He had a great series, a very underrated series in St. Louis, and I don't think many people pay attention to that, and they should. So, you know, bring a guy like Andrew Knappen who sucks somewhere else. Maybe he'll do something well. It, it Maybe a change of environment will work for him. You know, the chances of that are slim to none, and it's a very rare case, but maybe he will. So I was intrigued to see what he could bring, but yeah, I'm with you on Tucker. I'm with you on um, – I'm, I'm sort of sour on, on Hoy Park. And on, on, when we're speaking about this hate Derek Shelton train, I'm the conductor of this damn thing, and I was since day one. So, yeah, I, I don't know. His <laughs> decisions are still baffling to me. Um, hopefully he trots out a very good lineup tomorrow, uh, especially for the home opener. Speaking of, did you get a ticket to that? Uh, not yet. I wasn't able to get one of the $4 tickets that they had with their um, promotion there. 412 day sell ticket for $4.12. I have not, I was not able to get one of those, but I'll probably peruse the StubHub tomorrow and see what the deals are looking like. Yeah, might as well. What, what harm could it do? But yeah, I, overall, I thought Sunday, I know I kind of tailored away from it, but I thought Sunday's game was very good. Um, Bryce Wilson, after that rough first inning, looked really good. Again, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. Bullpen looked solid. Miguel Yajure, um, after battling injury all last year, comes in, and he did a phenomenal job in relief. Yeah, two scoreless. Um, I'm trying to think. I think, did Heath Hembry pitch yesterday, too? Yep, one scoreless, although, oh, wait, no, no, he gave up a run. One inning, two hits, just a run, but it was fine. It was a blowout at that point. But I think he's been used every day so far, so I'll give him that. You know, he looks pretty good ever since coming with the Pirates. Rowansi, nobody should panic. I mean, nah. I mean, he's he's still a, a promising guy. He just, it was a, it was a different role for him. Not, it was very rushed considering everything that's happened with him. Um, so, yes. yeah, nothing to worry about there. Um I thought our bullpen looked pretty good too. Um, I, I, you know, Contreras and Hembry aside, I think overall it looked a little strong for this series. Obviously, opening day is a little bit different, but the other two games I thought they were solid in. And you know, I, I'm I think there is some good coming from this weekend. Uh, I know one and two start to the season is not the greatest thing in the world for a team, but overall, if you bear, you know, you get down to brass tacks, there there's a lot of good to take out of this. And hopefully it only goes up from here. But with Derek Shelton in charge, you never know. How about Will Crow? So yeah. far this season, four innings, zero runs given up. He looked he probably looked as good as I've ever seen him look in Sunday's game. Um, he pretty much closed it out, two scoreless, and he had two scoreless on opening day, struck out three, walked two. But for the Sunday game. He was lights out. Two, uh, two scoreless, two strikeouts, twenty-seven pitches. He just he didn't allow a base runner. He looked really great, and I'm pretty excited for the Will Crow in the bullpen experience here because 
that's the thing. The Pirates, you know, in spring training, it was a big question. Who's going to be in the starting rotation? And what? which one of these starters from last year is kind of going to move to the bullpen and excel? And early on here, at least, Will Crow looks like he could be that guy in the bullpen to go two innings when needed. And, um, you know, his pitches just looked really sharp. His changeup is very nice, and the slider was working well, too. And he was pumping the fastball up as well. His fastball velocity averaged 95 miles an hour, so he was looking really solid. And as a starter, I think he sat kind of around 92, 93 with the fastball, so added a few miles per hour there, obviously out of the pen. He looked great. I think that – I think the bullpen might be the strong strong point of this team, which, I mean – that's kind of easy to say whenever the rest of the team isn't bad. But if you start looking at the back end here with Bednar, Stratton, and perhaps Crow emerging, maybe Yohure in some middle relief. Maybe we get some, you know, Hembry towards the back end, middle relief type guy. We'll see what Ronzi continues to bring. I like the bullpen a lot. And uh, three games in, I think they have been pretty solid. Um, Will Crow, though. I'm I'm pretty excited for him. Yeah, and this is this is weird because I mean we I think we were all getting ready to give up on him last year just because he he was abysmal as a starter. But I think with his offseason prep going into spring training, and I think he worked a little bit more with Oscar Marin. And I know there's a lot of mixed reviews on how Oscar Marin has been, but I mean if he's if he transitioned Will Crow into a solid back end of the bullpen piece. And, you know, he can he can get the job done in the late innings, as we saw this week, at least. Hopefully he can keep him consistent throughout the latter parts of the season. But then I think that would really give new definition to the Josh Bell trade because a lot of people only lose it. I agree. And I mean, if like you said, he added a few miles per hour to his pitches. They're starting to work with what he can do best. And that's something I think the Pirates overall have struggled with in past years, especially with all of their players working with their strengths and trying to formulate new way, new player traits. But it's good to see that Will Crow is starting to fit his mold a little bit. And like you said, I think he would, he would be a very vital piece within that late inning uh, mix with David Bednar, Chris Stratton. You know, it, it's almost, and it's so weird considering the bullpen was probably the weakest part of the team over the past few years. Um, I, I like reliever Will Crow in short term. I think he's got a bright future there. Um, I, like you said, only three games into the season, but with the way he's looked, he looked like a redefined player, a new a new man on the hill. He just looks great, and I can only wish him the most success in his new role, and uh, hopefully he continues it uh, for years to come. Yeah, and it seems like he's really taking taking the role in stride. You know, a lot of the time it seems like starters really, they're kind of salty when they get sent to the bullpen because it's kind of a demotion. But, you know, if you struggle as a starter, there's – if the stuff's good enough, there's a pretty good chance that you could be solid in the bullpen. And I'm hoping that's kind of what we get from uh, Will Crow in the future. And yeah, I definitely like what the bullpen has brought early on in the season. Minus, minus our poor guy. Uh, what's his name? Fletcher. <laughs> minus our poor guy, Fletcher. I hope Aaron Fletcher is able to bounce back a little bit here, but yeah, I mean, pitching-wise, you look at it, I'm looking at the very teeny sample size here on fan graphs. Only three of the 12 Pirates pitchers to 
pitch this year have a negative war, and that's Rowanzi, Fletcher, and JT Brubaker, which we'll see what Brubaker can bring in a second start. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you give up. I mean, they have given up a fair amount of runs, but nine runs, six runs, and uh, four runs. It's not great, but there's been some positives, and I'm looking forward to see see kind of this piggyback system take hold because it does seem like the Pirates starters, although they have gotten into trouble each start, the Pirates starters probably aren't going more than five innings a lot of the time this season, I would have to guess. So the bullpen's going to have to be a pretty big part of this team, and I'm pretty encouraged to see kind of uh, what they what they bring as the season goes on. All right, let's look ahead a little bit. So tomorrow is the home opener and how about that? Everyone's getting pushed back. Instead of the home fans getting to see uh, Jose Quintana, it will be Zach Thompson. So that that's kind of exciting. I'm excited to see Thompson's debut. He will be opposing Drew Smiley. So that's a lefty pitcher. I guarantee you that Diego Castillo will be in the starting lineup tomorrow. He absolutely has to be because – I don't know. It seems like he's he seems like a guy that's just going to crush lefties. I know spring training doesn't mean anything, but a lot of his home runs in spring training came against left-handed pitchers and some pretty nasty left-handed pitchers at that. Um, they were all stars. I can't think of their names right now. They're it's kind of uh, leaving my head. But he hit some home runs off of lefties. He's going to be able to hit lefties, so I think he's going to start tomorrow. And um, I don't know. What do you think about tomorrow's matchup, Drew Smiley? Well, I guess today's matchup. Whenever, well, I don't know when we're dropping the pod, but the home opener matchup. What are you thinking? <laughs> um, just to confirm, is it Thompson going for us, or is it Quintana? They have Quintana. All right, well then it might be Quintana, Quintana because the ESPN has Thompson, but I'll go with the Pirates website. Okay. Um, I'm liking tomorrow's matchup, and like you said, with Smiley on the hill and Diego Castillo projected, and I emphasize projected, to be in that lineup, it's going to be a good matchup. Um, Smiley is not the greatest of lefty pitchers in the world, and like you said, Diego Castillo took a took a stronghold against some of the better-known names across the MLB in spring training, so maybe we'll see remnants of spring training at um, in yesterday or in tomorrow's game, and there's always an added extra element in the spring, the home opener, especially with all the Pittsburgh themes going on in that game. Four one two day tickets, four twelve uh, start time, four twelve. They really did everything they can to bring the yinzerness into this into this game, didn't they? Um, plus, they with Jose really Quintana, did. he's going up against his former team. You got to think it's a somewhat of a revenge game for him. Try, maybe not too much, but it's always good to face one of your former teams little bit of an act, uh, an extra edge added to it. And plus some of the normal starters get a day's rest with today. Um, I think despite what he was going to send out today, I think we're going to see a much better lineup tomorrow and Wednesday. Um, um, I mean, the Cubs are riding a bit of a hot streak right now, which is weird to say, because I think they, uh, they took two of three from Milwaukee this past weekend. Um, so that's a bit of a surprise given mm. the team that they're fielding, but um I like the matchup, especially tomorrow, lefty-on-lefty. Lefty. We got some pretty good lefty hitters in the lineup. So um, I guess for the home opener, I'm going to go with I'm gonna go with the Pirates. Might as well. You know, they're going to start off the home slate 1-0. Um, and I think Quintana, yeah, he's probably not going to go five innings. I'm sure Shelton will pull him after four because that's just his theme. And 
Um, but I think it's going to be a win nonetheless. I think we're going to have a good, we're going to have a, not as much of a Sunday esque day tomorrow, but we're definitely going to have a much brighter spot than what we've seen in recent, uh, recent memory. I think if I have to give a final score prediction, I'll say it's like, I'll say four to us. Four to. Okay. I will say this. Um, as far as the Pirates lineup goes, I think they will hit lefties pretty well this season. When you look through their lineup, Chavis seems like he likes to hit lefties. Hayes hits lefties better than right-handed pitchers. I already went on about Castillo and him hitting lefties. Uh, even like Kevin Newman, probably a little bit better against lefties than righties. Jake Marisnik, um, we got to see him Sunday. Pretty solid game, two hits. And defensively, he is the real deal. I think defensively in the outfield with Reynolds, Marisnik, and probably Gamble at times, that's a pretty solid defensive outfield. But he can hit lefties. So I think I think against left-handed pitching, the Pirates are going to be able to score some runs. And in tomorrow's game in particular, I, uh, I think the Pirates are going to win as well. And I actually do think it's going to be a little higher scoring. So if you want to, if you want to roll with me in maybe sprinkle a little bit on that over. I'm not sure what the total is yet, but I'm going to say the Pirates pull it out six to five and hot take. The Pirates will hit a home run. It's, it's hard. They only have one home run this season, but they will be able to hit a home. Run. Um, let's see. I'll, I'll go. I'll go with Cabrian. Cabrian Hayes. And we should note that we were freaking out on uh, Thursday with Cabrian Hayes' extension and his injury. And thank the Lord, he has played both Saturday and Sunday, and he's been solid. Um, he's got some hits. He's got, some, he's got an extra base hits and took a walk. Cabrian Hayes is the real deal. And uh, defensively for the Sunday game, I mean, he was just – he had that diving catch to his right – and that was insane. And he made Nolan Arenado look not that great. His uh, opposing third baseman. I think Brian Hayes locked up the gold glove and he looked awesome in the Sunday game. And offensively, he's looked pretty good in the two full games that he's played. Yeah, I liked what Key Brian's been showing. And I mean, like you said, we were freaking out about his thumb injury and then he kind of proved all the naysayers wrong. I think, uh, didn't he have... Out of the three games they played, two of them, I think he had multi-hits in. And, I mean, the defense goes it speaks for itself. I mean, the guy is just everywhere. He is – he's just – he's a um, – oh, what's the what's the animal I'm trying to think of? Or, I don't know. He, it's it's leaving my mind right now. But he's just all over the damn field. And, boy, he – He's a vacuum for oh, sure. Yeah, I love watching him, and I'm glad that we locked him up as early and as cheap as we possibly could. Because <laughs> if he does this, he's going to – his uh, his stock's going to grow and grow over the years. For sure, and he can only get better offensively. Um, and obviously, too, we kind of covered this before, but wrist inter- injuries for hitters, that can that can deflate a whole season. And last year, it sucked. It was like the second game of the year where he got he injured that wrist, and it, it probably just stuck with him the whole year. So he's healthy now, over his thumb cramp or whatever that weird thing was. They said, too, that he was, he was fine like a half hour later, uh, after leaving the game, but he looks awesome. Our guy, uh, our guy Brian Reynolds, kind of had a rough, 
a rough first series, but not, not to worry with him. He's Brian Reynolds. He's our Superman. He'll be solid. Uh, but yeah, tomorrow for the home opener or today, whenever you're listening, I think the Pirates, I think they're going to they're gonna have a nice showing. And it's going to be nice out. Probably, you never know, hopefully. But uh, yeah, I think it's going to be solid. And then in the Wednesday game, that's a 12.35 game, early afternoon, we have, let's see, I'm assuming it should be Thompson, but the Cubs pitcher, let me see here, it's going to be Kyle Hendricks. So Kyle Hendricks in his first start was really solid. He went five and a third, only gave up one earned run. But I think the Pirates hit Kyle Hendricks pretty well. Uh, I remember the Pirates beat Hendricks in the home opener last season, and Cabrian Hayes had a home run in that game, which was pretty great to see. But, okay, Zach Thompson will make his season debut the Wednesday game against Kyle Hendricks. I think I think the Pirates have a chance to win both of these games. I do. I might be a little optimistic, and, you know, the ups and downs of the year, the Pirates lose one game, they lose 9 nothing. the world's ending, but they can pull you right back in with a 9-4 to Sunday victory. I think the Pirates have a decent chance to at least split. They're at least going to split these two games. I'll say that. I'm going to say they win Wednesday, too, because I'm going to be in attendance, and I would love to see a, a two-game. Would you consider that a sweep? Yeah, it's like a two-game dusting. I'll I'll take it, considering we didn't sweep anybody <laughs> last year, but... Yeah. yeah, they got a chance to impress in this first home in this first home stand. Zach Thompson, obviously, with uh, the Pirates in his debut, there's a lot more weighing on that. It's kind of like Quintana; it's his new team debut. Uh, maybe not against a, an old team of his, but there's still just as much excitement around it as possible. And I mean, he looked pretty good in spring training. Hopefully, that translates over to the regular season. He's not one of those casualties that does poorly in the regular season, but. I'm excited to see what he can bring. Um, I'm sure I, I don't know about the lineup that's going to be fielded behind him, but um, I, I think we got a chance to take both of these games, a strong chance in that. And uh, yeah, I agree with you about Kyle Hendricks. I think we do hit him pretty well. And I'm kind of shocked that not many teams can say the same because he doesn't have much velo to him. Yeah. He's got some break, but at the same time, like he's very hittable. So I, I'm I'm very surprised, but I'm glad that we're one of the teams that can at least take him out here and there. So, yeah, I'm going to say we take both games. Kyle Hendricks is the very definition of a crafty right-hander. Yeah, like you said, the fastball sits at about 90. But I will say his off-speed, his changeup in particular, is is pretty nasty. And whenever he's hitting his spots, he is he's pretty tough. I'm trying to look it up now. His career numbers against the Pirates – Let's see. I'm on baseball reference right now. Okay. Eh, he's he's pretty solid against the Pirates. His career ERA against the Pirates is 369, and that's over 131 in two-thirds innings. But he's 7-10, and 10, so he's not great against the Pirates, but the Pirates don't own him. It's, 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 been, it's been kind of uh, fair on each side between him and the Pirates. But I think this Wednesday – he will uh, he'll give up some runs, and the Pirates will be able to score. Looking ahead a little further down the schedule here, the Pirates do have a chance to rack up some wins early in the season here because after this Cubs two-game miniseries, they play four 
hosting the Washington Nationals. And the Nationals aren't very good. They just lost three out of four against the Mets, who are pretty decent. But if you look at the Nationals, it's pretty much is Juan Soto, and that's about it. Uh, you look at their team. Soto is basically modern-day Ted Williams, I will say that. But Josh Bell, Nelson Cruz, I mean, it, that's about it. Their lineup isn't too scary. So being a little optimistic here, the next six games, the Pirates, if if things go right, they could probably win – four of those and you know you would hope they win at least three i know that's kind of sad coming out of my mouth saying man they have a chance to go 500 against these bad teams but uh that's kind of where we are and i'm hoping they can yeah the nationals don't really have too too much like you said juan soto is pretty much it josh bell can hit a can hit a home run whenever he's given the right pitch, but other than that, he's pretty easy to get out. And then Nelson Cruz is old as dirt. Their pitching isn't the greatest, so I, I share the sentiment. I think there's plenty of opportunities for potential wins for this team. Uh, it all just depends on which Pirates team comes out each game. Are we going to see, you know, if it's a team that we saw opening day and Saturday, then we're not going to get much. But if we see the team that came by on Sunday – we're going to work that prophecy that you said about winning, at least, you know, making 500 is going to come true. And I, I hope that we exceed those expectations and give us a little false hope at the beginning of the year that we're actually going to be good. Yeah. I don't know if you remember last year, but the pirates did start like 11 and 11 and we, for a second there were pretty hyped up and then the rest of the season happened, but Hey, April's fun. It's fun whenever you could still say, oh, look, the Pirates are only one game back in first place three games into the season, but that's that's how it is, so there's still a chance. Uh, looking at some of these Nationals pitchers that are projected to start, we got Joan Adon, which probably botched the name. I've never heard of him. Um, Eric Feedy or Fed, another guy I've never heard of. We'll see what the Pirates can do against those two. And Patrick Corbin will be pitching at some point in that series, probably the last game of that series. And, uh, yeah, one of the other games is still to be determined. So, offensively, the Pirates should should be able to hit the ball a little bit here. We'll see. That's the weekend series. Um I guess we can wrap things up there. I don't know if there's anything else you'd like to talk about before we sign off here. I think I'm good on topics for the week. Yeah, um, just looking at it here, just looking at the Pirates stats one last time. Um, All in all, as far as the opening weekend goes, you know, whenever you lose the first two games as bad as they did, it kind of puts a better taste in your mouth whenever you're, you're able to avoid that sweep and come out with a really nice win on that Sunday game. And I was looking forward to today's game, but it did get rained out. But overall, I would say Sunday kind of made up for the first two games. Um, it was nice to see the Pirates come out and play a really, a really, really good game. Probably, probably, probably one of their best games in like three years, to be honest. I agree with that. <laughs> it's pretty sad to say, but it's true, though. And but hopefully with this season we see more like yeah all right so as far as the pod goes I'm thinking we'll be back Sunday afternoon.
probably don't have to do a pod following the Cubs two-game series, but following the National Series, we will be back. And um, we'll be we'll be either on cloud nine because the Pirates won some games or we're going to be extremely pessimistic and sad because they lost. But uh, Jake, where can we follow you on Twitter? <laughs> Follow me on Twitter at underscore Radio Jake. You follow me on Twitter at Nathan underscore Hirsch. And, of course, you spell Hirsch, H-U-R-S-H. Also, of course, follow Buck's Dugout on Twitter as well. And check out Buck'sDugout.com. Got some awesome stuff there, some cool articles. You know how it goes. And, uh, yeah, like I said, we'll be back Sunday. Jake, have a great rest of your day. And, To the listeners, too, have a great rest of your day. Go Pirates and peace out.